Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to episode 117 of Vegas Confessions. I am here with your host. I'm Jay, back with my beautiful co-host. I'm Kelly. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the hacking situation, F1 stuff, 21 hand pays in a casino that I witnessed, and that was crazy, and so much more right now on the Vegas Confessions podcast. Let's go. Hey there, everyone. This is Nat Bridget, and you are listening to the Vegas Confessions podcast. Didn't we go to my favorite dive bar before that? We went yeah. to Double Down. Double Down Saloon. <laughs> yeah, we had some ash juice. I am all about asking. Yeah, <laughs> baby. I need to go check that room. There's like a dead guy in the in the bed. And the, the lady at the counter says, well, we'll call housekeeping. Like <laughs> housekeeping? Jay's never met an asshole he didn't like. <laughs> Shout out to the guy at third base at the blackjack table I was at last, who was obviously trying to keep a high-low count, but was mouthing the numbers as the cards were being turned oh, over. Be careful what you say, because we can have you whacked. Okay, I'm Nicky Furnitz, and you're listening to the Vegas Confessions Podcast. All right. So before we jump into anything, we do have to give a huge shout out to all of our Patreon members. And by the way, we just had two new Patreons jump on board. Kid Dakota, who we have a story we're going to be talking about over on the Patreon side this week. Remember what he found in his room? Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Never anything have I seen like that. So we got that story coming out. And then we also have Wayne Klingman, who he does some awesome coverage of the mob in the old days. It has a few books, right? Yeah, he does a lot of different stuff. And this newest one he worked on was called Like an Onion. And he's like peeling the layers of the mob. It's like, it's really cool. A lot of history there. And this guy knows his stuff. Good to welcome you guys aboard. Much appreciated. And on top of that, we have Graham from over from the Sheftimony podcast. David, Jana, Johnny, Scott, Taylor from New Mexico. Our buddy Mike over from Travelzork. Travis Atherton, longtime supporter. Neil Macedo from across the pond. Our good friend Bobby G. Also Renee Hale. You remember Renee yeah. from the East Coast. <laughs> and honorary member, Michael Cunningham. Yeah. Love you, Mike. Yep. Again, thank you, folks, for all your support. So another really quick shout out. Bobby G, who had a fundraiser this weekend for our friend, the Royal Flusher. If you guys don't know who this is, this guy is like the OG when it comes to blogging. He had his first trip report in 1997. Oh my gosh, that's the infancy. Yeah, so this guy <laughs> was on board doing this stuff before anybody. And that's when dial-up was there, right? <laughs> crazy to read some of the stuff he's talking about and the comps they used to get. Yeah. It's so crazy to see some of the stuff they used to get. And just the stories, right, of where he was going, the different properties he was visiting. It's awesome to check out. So Bobby decided on Saturday we're going to get together and host a fundraiser, give away stuff from different YouTube channels and podcasts, right, which was really neat. We ended up raising, I think, just about $2,500 on the live stream That's awesome. that day. Yeah, it was really cool. Afterwards, he said that Royal Flesher, I think I missed a part of it, Royal Flesher's wife was diagnosed with ALS recently. So the fundraiser's going to this, right? Well, 
this money was raised that day. And then on top of that, he said after he was done talking to him and the stream was over that he kind of broke down and was just very gracious of everybody that showed up. Hog from Hog and Tucson was on there. Our friend Kino BJ was on there. Just so many different channels giving stuff away to help with the live stream. That's all about community. So that's great. Great job, Bobby and Tracy. And thanks for inviting us. That was awesome. So obviously the big story lately is the hacking situation that's taken on MGM. And then we found out about Caesars. So just crazy that it's taken so long for them to get the ball rolling again. And and they never really addressed. No, still a lot is hush hush about exactly what they have or what they don't have and what they still kept or what they gave back. I mean, and I'm sure it's going to be for a while. Yeah, and it's now things are starting to get back to normal with like the websites. The app was still down for a while and I think we're at almost... Two weeks, right? Yeah, I think we're at two weeks weeks now, yeah. And it happened on the Sunday after a football game. People started reporting outages in the casino and things not working. Slots, you had to be paid out by hand from attendance. So there was just... Yeah, a bunch of people that were in Vegas at the properties, like sending live updates and pictures of check-ins, check-in lines and, you know, machines that were either out of service or waiting for payouts of like 86 cents or something crazy like that. Yeah, just... Havoc. So again, if your trips were affected, like you can only imagine if you're an MGM player and then thinking it's just you that's right. out there and, you know, your information's potentially out there. Then we find out about Caesars. Right. And it came out in August that they had been hacked. But, but they, they paid. They paid and there is a $30 million ransom asked and they actually paid $15 million right. of it. So, and it's just crazy that it's hit so many different properties because these are big corporations that own these different properties. And and they have massive data and massive data that can be hurtful to yeah. people. So, and the fact that they haven't really addressed it. What was taken or what was, yeah. Now they're asking for an explanation from the company on how it happened right. and detailed information and what's potentially been out yeah. there. And because, and for some people, especially the big players, which I was thinking about later is, your social security number they have, if you've had a W2G there or whatever, they have your social, they have a picture of your ID, they have all that stuff somewhere in their system, but they haven't really released if that's been exposed. The bigger question that everybody had online, should I cancel my trip? Right. And that was a big one. And and props to Jacob's life in Vegas, because he was all over the place in the casinos reporting what he was seeing and with daily updates. Right. But I think it's just crazy that there's going to be more to come out to this. They knew it was going to take a while to get everything back on board. But if we were MGM players and we had a trip coming up during that span, would you cancel? I don't think so. I mean, getting the room might be a little bit of a hassle, but you can go anywhere else to gamble. Yeah. I think that the problem may have laid with if they couldn't get their room comped like they was, you know, the, the offer was. But I think they were doing that manually. But for players who have big money up replay that couldn't u- utilize it, that could have been an issue for them. Now, the restaurants were having issues acquiring points. Players couldn't use their points on right. their slot play. So that stuff's a big deal for certain. For some people, yeah. It depends, depends like, the point of your trip, like, you know. And some people were like, that's okay, I'll just play over here. Right. And a lot of people did that. I noticed even there, if they were staying at a certain property, because why wouldn't you? That's that's your trip, right? right? You're not going to let it ruin your trip. And for a lot of people who've had their trip planned, sometimes playing is not their priority. Still visiting the pools, visiting 
restaurants that don't have to be, you know, at, at an MGM property. It's other things. You know what I think is interesting, too, is beyond this fiasco that's going on in Vegas, we're recording on Tuesday, September 26th, and we're reading today that there could be a culinary strike, which would be a massive impact to the sh- Strip and downtown and any of the Vegas casinos if they go on strike. It will really make a difference in people's experience. You want to talk about people not noticing the difference, not only from just the casino gamblers, but this would be every restaurant, every bakery, every piece of bread that is baked in the house. Like, there's a lot to take into consideration right. here. And as we're looking at it, we're like, this is getting crazy. Right. If they if if they actually chose to strike, it would be not not good. It would almost be worse than the hack because people go to eat in Vegas no matter what. And there's so much supplied by the hospitality industry Correct. that people are not looking at. Oh yeah. So you don't realize it until it's gone. <laughs> so this will be a really big deal. I think this is something we definitely keep an eye on. Right. So let's talk about another interesting story. We meet up with our buddy Shant over at the plaza on our very recent trip, right? Yeah. The first night, he texts us where you at. Oh, Papa comes over. And when he comes over, we know it's going to be a late night, right? Yeah. We play at the plaza. And he's like, so what do you want to do? You want to gamble? You want to drink? You want to hang out? I'm like, whatever, dude. Let's go play a little bit. Well, and when we got there, remember, he was already playing on a bank of machines. And he was like, I'm doing horrible. Like, I might go home tonight. This is how bad it's been. Right. Right? And so he comes over and he's like, hey, well, I'll be playing here. And I go over, I play piggies. You're over playing your machine. Not even three minutes of me sitting down. <laughs> I notice casino employees walking over his way through right. the machine. <laughs> and when they're walking his way, it's for hand pay, correct? <laughs> so 100% when they're heading his way, it's a hand pay. <laughs> so then it was... Five minutes later, they're heading back his way. Then it was a couple minutes later, they're heading back his way. So finally, I stand up and I look over, and sure enough, he's got three machines locked up. But it didn't stop there because not only does he like to play the locket or dragonly, we decided to go over to the new section, the Brian Christopher side. And again, we're the only ones in there, right? So we go in there. The first game he goes to is the game of skill. The one where you- The claw. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So he goes over to the claw and he's like, Jay, this game, this game's easy. Win every time, right? I'm like, yeah, this is a game of pure skill. He's like, no, it's not bullshit. (laughs) We're laughing so hard. Security's laughing. He's trying to grab balls at $100 bets at a time, right? He's getting like these $3,000 jackpot balls and dropping them. Yeah. Then there was a point where, like, all the balls were on the bottom and you couldn't even reach them, right? So we're like, why the hell we you played, right? That's hilarious. We had such a good time. But then I go down and I sit at Piggy's again, and it's deja vu. This guy went on a spree of machines throughout the place and had, at one point, I'm not exaggerating, eight different machines in this section of casino games. Oh, my gosh. Hand-painted on all of them? Yeah, yeah, I had one behind me. There was two over that dragon links over here, the two dragon links over here, and a video poker one over here, a new machine over here. And the the workers just running around like a chicken (laughs) with their head cut off. It it was so funny. But, yeah, I mean, 21 hand-paints in one night. That's amazing. Yeah. It was pretty crazy to witness. And it just didn't stop, right? And he's like, you know, I'm not up a lot. He's like, but I'm not down a lot either. But at the same time, like you said, he was ready to go home earlier. Yes. 
that's how the, and then the streaks go and and that's how playing that much and right. bigger hands he likes to play you know 50 100 on right. fans he likes to play big which reminds me though is i brought you uh that caption of lady luck she had posted her has been saying that they had spent you know a week at resorts world and they had 50 hand pays and they're the same way they play 100 125 dollars 150 a spin whatever big dollars and she said at the end of their six days 50 hand pays, but they ended up losing $60,000. Like, that's crazy. And she, she, I'm glad she posted it, really, because it's, she's like, you know, it's not all the fun and games that you see us post. Sometimes it, they don't work out for us. And she said, you know, like the resorts world had it the last two trips. Overall, we're not winning trips, she said. Yeah. But it's just crazy because you only see, for certain, certain people that do YouTube, you only see their wins. You don't see everything. And you think, but, oh, he's winning, winning. Right. They're winning, winning. Yeah, you're absolutely, I'm so glad you said that. Because another example, yesterday, yesterday's video, Vegas Matt put out, right? Yeah. It does this title of the video, am I an idiot for betting 100 <laughs> spin? Yeah. It's, he's got his idiot shirt on. Right? <laughs> and I, I love the guys. He's so great. So he's playing and in this video, not only does he hit the bonuses he was going for, he hits the grand on this. He maxes everything out, right? And hits everything. And he was saying the same thing. Like, even though I'm playing a lot, these bonuses sometimes are not worth it. Right. And he only was plus in the beginning because he had a major Buffalo line hit. It was Buffaloes all across. Right. $30,000, yeah. right? And then he gets his grand... And with the minor and major, all of that added in, and it was still like 22000 So Crazy. Yeah, and he kind of tells you like, hey, this is what you can expect right. riding at high limits sometimes. Right. Yeah. So, And that's what I like about Vegas, Matt, though, when I watch his stuff. He is, he's a very gracious loser. Yes. You know, but he posts all of his losses, too. Like, he'll do the 10 spins like, yeah, that, that wasn't better than getting coked in the eye or something, you know, whatever. Um, but he lets you see the not-so-great side of gambling, too. You know what I mean? But... He's way more of a gracious loser than I am. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as happy as I lose. And I don't play nearly the, the amount of money he plays. I love what he loses and he blames everything on it. I'm EJ. Yeah. EJ, you're an idiot. But yes, very entertaining to watch. Another one very entertaining to watch that's he just put out an interview recently on another podcast. The title of the video on YouTube was Vegas Low Roller Loses two thousand dollars a day to make millions right yeah and it's a, which is a good title mm -hmm. and they talk to low roller and they ask him all these questions about his gambling and he also puts it in a perspective of like yes i lose mm -hmm. but i also enjoy what i'm doing right and i really do have a good time doing it and now that i'm able to play at a bigger denomination it's really weird because you know you forget about playing as a low role. Right. And he talks about what it's like to, it's a really good interview. And I'm glad you said that because not everybody's very honest. Right. With, you know, we created this podcast, funny enough, because I kept getting my ass kicked at yes. the casino. You didn't love it. I you, did not like it. Like, I'm not going anymore. I can't do this. I don't like it. I figured if we can give people tips on right. places to go and why, let's do that. And, and it's emotional too. No, not a lot of big gamblers talk about that. Regardless you know, you're winning sometimes in the jackpots when you're not winning, which, you know, casinos are in business for a reason. Mm -hmm. You're going to lose, you know, more than you're going to win. Your emotions take a toll on you. hundred percent. You know what I mean? And being in front of the camera, it's it's challenging. So it's got to be. It brings up another conversation. This is all not in the notes, which is great. I love this. 
like how did some of these guys do it right right stay sane because like it says in the title you know low roller loses whatever thousand to make a millions and whatever at the end of the day you still gotta put that face on like right. every hundred's a new video yeah. right like for certain people and so and for Vegas, Matt, like you could tell his stuff's all in one take. He's going in big, right? But for a lot of different slot channels, they do make it look easy. They right. throw $100 in and let's see what happens. Yeah. Um. I mean, even like Ruby and Pomsey, like they're all doing their own thing, right? And Ruby hit a grand recently. Right, right? yeah. They all do their thing. But it's really interesting because some don't tell you what they're losing. Right. Most don't. No, Most don't. And some only post the winning. So... Again, it's kudos to those channels that are straight up about right. what they're doing. And yeah, they're all, and for, for me, they're all entertaining to watch. They are, yes. They are good people at the end of the day, but you get their persona. Yeah. And Low Roller, like when he starts his videos, <laughs> I, I laugh because he, he just energy. Yes. And that's what you want. That's what, that was what drew you in when yeah. you started watching it. 100%. And I'm not even a huge slot. Like, right. I don't care for slots too much, but yeah, I like watching. You like piggies. Yeah. I, well, yeah, but I like watching what he's going to say and what he's going to mention. So yeah, no, I'm glad we brought that up. So while we were gone, there's some stories that came out that I took note of here, like the bat that was inside of the room over at New York. And they're suing. And they were suing. But the mind boggling thing to me was not even the bat, not even the fact that they sued. There was eight people in this hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound like a suite. It didn't. They didn't say suite. They didn't say penthouse. It said hotel room, which I hear eight people, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> so now are all of them going to sue for 15K each? How does that work? Yeah, so I thought that was very interesting. But yeah, can you imagine finding a bat in your room? Like, No. Yeah. Yeah, no. I wouldn't know what to do. You like finding a snake? Yeah. <clears throat> We found two snakes in our yard recently. Baby snakes. And we're not snake people, so no. I saw There's very few animals I scream for, and snakes are one from I'm like, get that shit out of here. And you, you know what's funnier is I hate spiders with a passion. And I have no problem. And, this, and she will get up and just <laughs> smash a spider mid-sleep, right? And I, I don't care for snakes either, but I will go after yeah. it right and so i took out both of these snakes and the second one she was like gone she i turned around she was gone and i'm like i've never seen you jump but yes i don't like snakes. i don't like the way they flew and that night i had a nightmare about a freaking snake that's how much i don't <laughs> i saw it and i had a nightmare that same night and did it and kiana said he did my son oldest son oldest not the youngest yeah. the 19 year old <laughs> so he woke up and, and he thought he felt something by his feet it was the dog's tail and not you thought it was a snake. Well, the best part is when we got home, remember? And or once we were inside. Yeah. And what did the nine-year-old tell you? Oh, I sat down at my office desk and he's like, snake, snake. And I jumped out of the seat because I had just seen it. And then he was, my nine-year-old was in tears laughing so hard that he pranked me. And I'm like, son, that is not funny. Like that is traumatizing. But he was, had he had tears in his eyes. He was laughing so hard. Then he pranked me. She walks in my room like, you're never going to guess what happened. And I'm like, what? And she starts telling me. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, okay. sounds about right. Good times over here. Woohoo! If it wasn't wild enough with the bat situation, did you see there's three different cases of Legionnaire's disease? In no, I actually didn't. Yeah. One case over at the Orleans, and then I think there was another set over at Caesars. And apparently it's when mold is ingested in the urine. Yeah. 
system. And so, yeah, that became a big thing. Just nuts. Some of the topics and things that's just nuts. Some of the topics and things that are going on. So a guy leaving Las Vegas, the Harry Reid Airport, was busted with 15 pounds of cocaine in his suitcase trying to fly. How dumb can you have to be? I mean, really, like out of all places, airports are the worst place if you're going to try to smuggle something. They always have dogs and things like you're just going to think you're going to walk on a plane with 15 pounds of cocaine. It might have to have been his first flight ever. Uh, I have idea. That's strange. Yeah. When I read this story, okay. So. And it wasn't like ingested or anything. It was he was carrying it in a suitcase or something. I mean, aye, aye, aye. the thing that stood out to me the most is the fact that the news article also mentioned that around the airports in the parking lots before you enter the actual airport, there are these green bins that you can leave your recreational or pharmaceutical medicines in these bins before you go into the airport and you don't get charged with anything, right? I had no idea this existed. <laughs> Why? That's because you don't look for a place to get rid of your illegal narcotics and recreational drugs. Come on, man. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's Nevada. You just hide them in your cavities, don't you? No. <laughs> But I guess it makes sense in Nevada. It's legal to smoke marijuana, right? So I guess if you're gonna for the back, yeah. If so, I guess if you're gonna fly back and you're heading home, you don't want to get in trouble with that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I didn't. I'd never thought about that until this article mentioned it. I'm like, well, I never knew they had those. But you know what's crazy? Going back to that guy, like if you put it in his suitcase and checked it, that would be the the only way, really, like not to get caught. If he was carrying it on, everything gets scanned. Where do you think you're going to hide it at? So I'm assuming it was in a carry-on. And of course, already, everything has to go through those x-ray machines. Like how? No, didn't think that one out at, yeah. like, at all. When I was I was reading it, I was like, he's stupid. You're better off trying to mail it and hope it gets there. <laughs> so they mentioned a new shoulder lane that's opening up on the I-15 South when you're coming back to California. On Sundays and Mondays, now these are the peak days where everybody's traveling back to California from football games or just spending the weekend in Vegas. Right. right? So as you're driving home, they've permitted this new lane to open up. And my first thought when they said this, I was like, this is going to cause some shit, especially people that are out there driving and aren't aware of this. Right. Because you know how many people are already going to the right of the lane? So people can't drive by them that are doing that on the side of the road step. Right. So I thought that was interesting, but I can see it also. Yeah. I've been stuck in those traffic jams. I know what that's like as well. I I thought that was interesting just out of the blue. Hey, we're going to open up this extra lane for everybody. Yeah. So I haven't seen it. See if it alleviates some of the traffic or not. Yeah. Right. I haven't seen it myself yet, but I'm very interested to see it when I'm driving back. So let's talk a little bit about. A Vegas YouTuber called out the Vegas community for commenting on her videos and the way she does things, which I found super interesting because, one, we, we've watched the channel because her videos are in the app, right? She does hotel reviews. She goes to different places. But this girl also has, you know, bikinis on and her thumbnails, right? And I wanted to get your thoughts on this because, hey, I saw... Some comments, but I also didn't. Those comments are body shaming. They're not, they're not, they're not shaming in the fact that they're negative, but they're pointing out assets that she has in maybe not a complimentary manner. More like, look what she's got. Look at those fake this, fake that. So that's still shaming just in a different way that, you know. I thought the video was more of other channels, like 
or people, the community going after her or something. So when I watch this, I'm like, this is crazy. And then right. the fact that she fired back with, I'm still going to do what I got to do. You know, I don't care. But yeah, it was like, holy shit. And it's like the first time that this has become a thing with the Vegas community. And I'm like, let's not make this a thing. Plain. Yeah. I mean, I can see both sides of it. Like as a woman, I would be like, you know what? That's not nice. Like yeah. it's not nice. I'm trying. I'm. She's there promoting Vegas. She's doing it in her own way, yep. you know, but she's doing it in a way that, that she thinks is going to get the most numbers and she wants to get paid as well. And she knows what she's doing. Right. So she, like you said, she she's putting out content that is relevant. It's not like, hey, I'm just standing in front of the Vegas side. Look at me. Give me views. It's not that she's giving information on hotel reviews, on restaurant reviews, on things to do. And as a woman, if you got it flaunted is kind of my theory, like props to her for looking as good as she looks. And there's, well, and like, you know? I do want to mention, there's always those people from like other countries that are like, that's not okay, right? And there, there's always going to be that. And she mentions that, you know, she her family was from a different country and, you know, they didn't want to live in that lifestyle. So now that she's here, like she said, she's kind of, she got it, so she's flaunting it. Yeah. She's using it to her advantage, which and is great. I really don't see a problem with it. I feel bad that like, other YouTubers and podcasters and things kind of took a negative toll on her, you know, like, because you just want everybody to get along, at least like we do. We want everybody to help each other out, raise each other up. Everybody wins. It's is a, kind of our mentality. It's so funny you're saying this because I just mentioned these very same exact words when we did the live stream with Bobby G and his wife, Tracy, and then Royal Flusher. I said, you know, to Royal Flusher, somebody who's been creating content on Vegas since 1997. Yeah. It's a whole different level of respect that right. you can give. I said, not only for the sense that you've been doing it, but at the end of the day, as a content creator, it takes time, effort, and money right. to do this stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, she lives in Vegas, but for majority of the people, it takes that effort and time. And so anybody who's willing to put that time in to edit, to write, to right. blog, whatever, I, I, I respect that. When I saw the video, I was like, oh, no, this is not good because you don't really want people out there shaming or shitting right. other people. That's not what this community, this community is about Vegas, which is typically right. fun. And it's about like, and I think she says this in her little video is this is Vegas. This is there's people walking down the street with less clothes and I and I'm giving you this video and, you know, like, which is true out of all cities in the world. This is the place where there is there there are no rules, you know, and so this was is the optimum place if she's going to do these reviews and it's going to be all about Vegas. Yeah, whatever you got, you know. Yeah. So again, make your money, girl. Make to, your money. No, yeah, I, I same way. And the reason I thought it was so interesting is because as somebody who does YouTube videos, when people comment on your videos, you're always going to look at your comments, right? And we had a talk, you know, with a couple friends in Vegas about this recently. You have bigger channels and they talk about the comments. Right. And right. And I mean, what did she say? She's like, it's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. And and she's just one of the bigger ones. There's I mean, we've had multiple talks with people where they've said, hey, the comments are just some. You got to have a thick skin because it's some people. They're not following you. They're not subscribed. Trolling. They find you and they're like, I want to leave something vicious to say. There are people in the world that are like that, and that that is what it is. But we don't have to be in our community. We don't have to be part of those people. We can be, hey, we're for each other. We're going to build each other up. 
100%. I'm going to give you a compliment. I hope your channel does great. Yeah. You know, because. Yeah, no, I I thought this was very interesting and super like, oh, this is the first time it's really gotten attention. Right. And even in the first day of the video, it had, you know, 10,000 views. I'm like, oh, this is not good. Like, yeah, only on the part of the Vegas community part. I'm. Because we know everybody, we're right. friends with everybody. So again, people play nice. <laughs> high energy, baby, high energy. So let's talk a little bit about this Ace saga, which I thought was hilarious because I was reading more about this and you already had heard this part. So the A's are asking for an interesting situation where they're asking that either to extend the residency in Oakland. Or give up their name. Or give up the name. <laughs> <laughs> and Vegas would potentially get to name their own team Nick. I thought that was funny. And also, I started thinking right away. I want to know your thoughts right after. This may be what Vegas actually wants. Right, because they want their own team. They don't want somebody's leftovers. They Like they said, when when the Vegas Aces came, they were a brand new team, right? When the Knights came, brand new team. It wasn't a movement of a professional team to this new city. They want something from the ground up to build. Yeah. So. I, I thought that was very interesting. What I, I was like, well, yes and no, people are both ways on the stadium happening and the team coming, but I think this may actually lighten people's mood about it if right. they get to name the right team. Yeah. But I saw comments like, athletics is a dumb name anyways. We want <laughs> something that, that's about Vegas, <laughs> you know, like, so it'll be interesting at what they decide. So let's talk a little bit about this whole Adele situation that happened. Did you catch it? Yes. Okay. So for people who don't know, basically there's a gentleman who was sitting at one of the edge seats in the actual show and he's watching, but apparently it was mentioned he had a, a selfie stick, mm-hmm. right? And he, I didn't see the selfie stick. The part I saw is where they were recording him singing extra loud and passionate and standing up. Apparently, the people behind him were complaining that he was standing up. They couldn't see, right? So it brought up the interesting question of, do you care if people stand up at a concert or show like this? Or are you in the mindset of people should always sit? Because, I mean, and I heard it mentioned on another podcast, the artists like for people to be involved. It builds the energy in the room. You know, everybody feeds off each other. So your audience is having a great time and they're into what you're singing, you're going to get off better vibes and you're going to, you know, everybody feeds off each other. What what I found interesting is that when Adele noticed it, right? She was the one, Mitch. Well, wasn't it like security came to get that guy and then she stopped and was like, leave that boy alone. Yeah, that's exactly right. So he was starting to be talked to by security and they were going to tell him, you know, if he don't sit down, he has to leave. And she saw the commotion taking place and said, hey, leave that boy alone. And once he did, you know, he was like, oh, thank you, right? Started singing even more. But it went viral where people started making it a big deal. Yeah. But the interesting topic is, do you feel people should be able to stand up for money that they paid to go to these venues and seats that they paid for right, to see artists or whatever this show is? Do you care if people stand up? I'm both ways on this because I like standing up at concerts but I always feel bad for who's directly behind me if I notice they're not standing as well. So then I feel like, oh my gosh, am I in their way? Even though I paid for my seat yeah. and there's no rule saying I can't stand up. So then I, I'm I'm always unsure because I don't want to be the burden on somebody else. Yeah. Um. So I go both ways, but I mean, if you're at a concert and there's a song you like and everybody else is getting into it, I don't see any reason. It's just, that it's, it's it's time to be a, such a gray area on... Who's standing? Who's not? I mean, if 
there's a designated pit area in the front. You know you're standing the whole two hours. Yeah, right. But if you're in the stands, it depends, I guess. I mean, I'm under the impression if I pay for my seat, I should be able to. But I also don't want anybody mad at me. I'm, you know what I mean? So if they're like, oh, excuse me, then I'm like, oh, sorry. It says something about like NFL games and stuff. Because, you know, this people with signs right. and stuff like that. But I think I'm also with you right in the middle because... Yeah, I want to enjoy myself, scream my head off, rock whatever song I'm rocking to. It doesn't matter. But it depends on where I'm at. Right. If it's a concert, show, venue, I think, yeah, everybody's entitled. I I think everybody is acknowledged that, hey, there's potentially going to be people standing up around me. Right? right. I think if it's a show performance type thing, like Atomic Saloon we went to, I don't think we ever stood up but once to cheer for the cast. Like, right. yeah, that's totally... It's it's I think it's depending on where you're at the situation. Right. <laughs> I know Scott went crazy with it because he was <laughs> reposting articles that had come out about it because it did. It caught people's attention. Like, do you think you should be able to stand at events like this? And there's a lot of people on both sides of the fence. Right. So yeah. I mean Taylor Swift, you know, all those girls were up for two two hours straight. There's not anybody sitting down like, oh, let's listen to the, all these great hits. Listen. Everybody's standing up the whole entire time. If you can get a Swifty to sit down while Taylor Swift is in the building, yeah, you deserve a raise, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but how funny, speaking of Taylor Swift, <laughs> we were talking about, so if you guys don't know and you're sleeping under a rock, Bird and Travis Kelsey have been talking lately. He's a tight end for the- Kansas City Chief. They've been hanging out recently. Apparently, while she was at his game this past Sunday- his jersey sales have skyrocketed over 400%. And one of the posts I saw on Facebook was said something to the effect of, don't ever underestimate the power of the Swifties. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh-huh. I, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. So uh, speaking, since we're talking about artists, Let's mention the Ed Sheeran thing that happened, right? He yeah. was supposed to have his show over at Allegiant Stadium, but their flooring couldn't support his stage. And if you got to saw the picture of his stage, there's so many different parts right. to it, right? And I remember showing you because there's the center stage and then there's like- and there's all these metal ones going up all around, you know, and that's just his stage. I, I feel bad for the people who flew in just for that concert that that was their weekend. But I mean, all in all, it's not his fault. He was there- he stayed and took pictures with with fans. He did what he could. But, I mean, safety is always going to be a number one priority. And if it's not safe for him or his band or his crew, and it's not safe for the people attending, you just you can't take that and put it aside. Like, safety has to be number one. You're absolutely right. There's people who are saying, you know, oh, we've been waiting out here because they had to wait extra because they were still having these issues with the stage. And if, you, right. if we didn't cover it, it's... They did end up canceling the show. Like, like an hour before. Before, yeah. So people who were there were pissed. And of course... You, I, right. But it just goes there. to show, like, he he didn't cancel just because he wanted to do something else that day. They were trying to fix it up until the very last minute. And then it was like, look, this is not going to work. It's not safe. And whatever we're trying to fix is not concreted. It's not 100%. And it is what it is. I mean, shit happens. And this is one of those instances that it should just happen. It wasn't. And I don't blame Ed Sheeran because there's nothing he can do. And you're right. I, I want to mention it's not like he got sick and right. decided he couldn't do it last second. But the other part to mention is 
the people who were complaining about, oh, well, because they actually let people in that were waiting out to sit on the seats on the side so people didn't have to be in the heat because it was still burning hot outside. Then when they realized they were having the stage issues, they had right. to evacuate them because they realized it wasn't safe for them to be where they were. Right. So there's these kind of things you, people weren't taking into consideration like, oh, yeah, they had to evacuate these people because a part of this thing could have fell on them. Right. And like, would you rather hear half of his show or would you rather be dead? Yeah. I mean, the the choice isn't even a choice. My thing is, is if you're going to answer, you'd rather be dead. That's commitment to a whole nother level. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just a lot of interesting stuff going on. Since we're on the subject of performers, I mean, this is rolling smooth. It's just all <laughs> going in order. You two performed right in front of the plaza. Yeah, that would be an amazing, amazing thing to wake up to going, oh, they did a surprise show. Big rig. Autumn with a flatbed just rolled in with them and they performed some songs, get ready for the their spheres show. And that was pretty cool. Listen, I mean, if if you two on the back of a big ring doesn't say YouTube right, right. through the street, you're like that's crazy, right? Like that was pretty cool. <laughs> I had saw the videos of people posting live feeds, especially our friends at Vegas Best Idea, Tamara and Gore. They were out there getting video footage of it and they were live streaming the actual songs and everything taking place, well, there was no, it was kind of a pop-up thing. Yeah. But I think what was more interesting is that there was like a lot of paid actors and people there that were there that, you know, got paid that day to be there. And I didn't really know that that's really a thing considering, you know, that still exists. But yeah, when you have a pop-up thing like this and you don't announce anything, they want that crowd because they were shooting music videos and music videos for like sphere promotion yeah. And then one of their original songs was recorded right there on Fremont Street. So they were doing like a newer video. Right. That. Yeah. So, yeah, just really neat. Imagine being on Fremont. Oh, yeah. And just be like, what's going on? What? Yeah. yeah. Free concert. <laughs> Speaking of artists, again, <laughs> now we're moving to the strip. The lady singing on the strip the other day. What was she? Yeah, with Kelly Clarkson. He was singing Tina Turner. Yes. And Kelly Clarkson was going for a sound check. And she happened to walk by, heard the song, and the lady was singing so good. Kelly kind of like gestured, can I sing? And the lady let her sing. And so the lady was like. The lady didn't know who she was. No. Yeah. The lady didn't know who she was. She was blown away by her singing it. And then she realized. Yeah, who she was. Yeah. Yeah, that was she realized. I love when stuff like that happens. I mean, and really, only in Vegas does all this stuff happen. Right. I mean, we say it all the time. You never know what's no. going to happen. And Oh, and speaking of, I, I saw a picture somebody posted in one of the Las Vegas groups that Monday Night Football, this past Monday, this is September 26th, uh, the Steelers were playing at Las Vegas for the Raiders, their home opener. And this lady's like, I'm at the Caesars Forum Shops, and who do I run, to, run into but three Pittsburgh Steelers uh, players, and she had pictures with all three of them. They were just there shopping, and they're like, yeah, no problem. Let's, let's have some things. To see her reaction is super <laughs> cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. So another one that I wanted to talk about with you, this one's an interesting one because we both have a history in the food industry, and we actually talked about a few different food industry stories over on that Patreon episode because we talked about one of our bad experiences at a place that we love, right? And we kind of emphasized on how much of a good time you have when you enjoy a place and you go to it so many times. And I've been to this place probably over 50 times, right? Oh. But when you have a bad experience, how that one bad experience can stick out. Yeah. And it'll leave an impression. And when we were talking about it yesterday, we were going in detail. And I, and I was thinking to myself, this really does show that 
you know, that bad experience can leave a bad taste and you'll remember every detail, right? Right. So not only did we talk about that, but we talked about a few interesting topics and Kelly had an interesting one because we talked about a New places coming to Vegas and all these different franchises, Portillos and uh, Zippies. I mean, there's so many. What a burger, right? And we talked about which ones we're excited about. But Kelly let us in on a very personal story I had never heard before since we had been together. And this was really touching because it was it included one of her family members who recently passed and a time that they had years ago and a very interesting way to end this story so now we have to go to this place and try it now because of what she mentioned we had to had so again very cool interesting story on the patreon side but yes i'm excited about a lot of these new places that are coming in but on the topic of street vending as this is becoming a real popular thing and more and more starting to pop up on the strip and downtown these vendors just selling food and bottles of water and all this different types of items that people can buy they're talking about making it legal and basically there's a a form out there for people to fill out and basically put their thoughts on why it should be allowed or why it shouldn't be allowed so i'd love to get your thoughts on this as we've been in the food industry in the past so we know a lot of this stuff and what it entails but i'd love to know your thoughts about this specifically are you for it or against it i'm for it i mean it happens everywhere else yeah So, I mean, if these people have a love for making some food and wanting to make some money, I don't see it's it's a competitive world. Like if people want to stop and try your stuff on the side of the street, it happens in New York all the time, all the little vending carts and selling hot dogs and doing all your stuff. I think that the issue that Vegas is running into is these people with the carts aren't being properly certified and getting their permit. And so that's where the, the problem lies, because even, you know, we live here in Fresno that if you want to have a, a car or sell something in Fresno, you need to go get a business license first. And it's like 18, 20 bucks. I don't know how much. And you have to have a permit saying, I'm going to sell this food. And I've done, you know, the serve safe paperwork or I've done enough training to know I'm not going to get people sick selling them this homemade food. Right. So I wanted to add on top of that. So that was my big one. And I, I'm obviously I'm for this one. I'm a foodie. I don't care what you're selling, I might just try it, right? So I've had one of my best hot dogs in San Diego on the side of the road from one of these guys, right? Like that bomb after a LA game, I think it was San Diego Chargers too, the hot dogs on off the grill, right? The carts. There's a lot to be said with this. And now we just mentioned, you know, the certification. That's a big one for these ones. You know, if they have more of a cart style to where they're washing their hands, a little sink, mobile sinks, these kind of thing, things matter. Now, again, when... You're in the food industry. You have to take these tests before you get certified to be able to handle any kind of food here in California. Nevada, I'm not sure if that's a thing. I'm sure it is, being in that most of these are casino unions and stuff like that. So I'd imagine certification's a big one for these people. They got to be certified. It doesn't matter if they're from wherever they're from. If they got, you know, they got to go get their certification. That's number one. Business license certification, food handling certificates, that's a key one. So we know that these people operating these places are doing things right. Also, another one for me would have to be listed prices. Because some of these places, they'll just tell you and make up a price. Right. When you walk up, whether you're buying a hot dog or whatever, prices may change different events. They might be 12 bucks for a Raider game, might be 8 bucks for a soccer game, right? So it just depends. Um Another one, like I said, the portable sink, that's a must. We have to know they're washing their hands. They have access to that because, again, they're touching food. That's a big one. There was a few other things that, you know, caught my attention, especially the 
I know they're going to probably zone these folks into specific areas, right? Right. They might not be able to be right in front of a casino entrance. Right. They might kind of like the buskers downtown. They got to be in the circles right. within a certain area. But yeah, it, from the food vending to people, the characters to people with the photo boost, like there's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. So, especially on the strip nowadays, I see like every block there's at least two of those 360 photo thingy yeah. thingies going on and you never saw them a year or two ago right. but now everywhere on the strip and all they want you to do is stand on there like 20 bucks or whatever i'm going to digitally send you and they're just standing there i doubt they have permits to be out there right and then literally that's what they do they send it to you through text or yeah. they'll post it straight to social media and yeah. you can share it from there yeah so it's very interesting but yeah i think food vendors absolutely should be able to vend out there no problem yeah so it was announced recently. God, we got off the topic. Performers, Jesus, we're all over the place. We're not organized. Who runs this place? Anyway, so it was recently announced that Usher's going to be the halftime performer at the Super Bowl, which is taking place in Las Vegas. So that's why we're talking about it. He's a big act. Yeah. I will say that. he's. I'm saying he's selling out pretty much every show, right? I mean, yeah. he's getting all the celebs. He went and serenaded to Kim Kardashian recently. It, he's He's a big act. I think that's... And I'm surprised it's only him. You know, and I think they're mentioning other people coming in, other yeah. acts. But one thing I wanted to talk about, I remember us having this talk, is Super Bowl performers don't get paid. No, and that's what I was going to mention. It's like, I want to say when J-Lo and Shakira did theirs, they said, like, they, A, don't get paid. They have to pay for everything themselves. Like, all those people that were on the field helping them do their dancers, blah, 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 the making of the stage, nothing is is paid these the performers shell out all these millions of dollars for this because i mean look how many people watch the super bowl you're getting that back in pr and and free 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 advertising basically but they don't get paid and the super bowl does not pay for any of their setup and all that that's from my understanding for sure they don't get paid damn yeah that's crazy crazy. yeah Yeah. so i don't know what kind of bankroll usher has so it might not be as elaborate as when j-lo and shakira did their little thing or I, I think, but you still gotta have the funds up front to put something yeah, together right, of that right. caliber. But I mean, you already have the stage, you already have your group, your people. That no, you everything has for the Super Bowl has to be made from scratch because it has to be wherever the Super Bowl's at, no. at their yeah. specifications. Yeah. It's not like your concert. No, no, no. But I mean, your people. You know what I mean? That's Ooh, one. Yeah, that's you have true. true. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I don't, yeah. Ed Sheridan's not bringing the stage on the scene. <laughs> that's not nothing. That's not nice. Sorry. Again, there's just so many different things going on with that police chief who was run down. That was sad. That was one of the saddest stories that I read in the last couple of weeks. And the only reason I want to talk about this is because, you know, the biggest question that everybody's got on comments, social media, everything in reply to the news is, are both of these guys going to be trialed as adults? If you haven't seen this video, these guys are riding in a car, causing trouble, crashing into another car that was driving down the street. They had hit another person prior to this happening and hurt the guy, and but he survived, right? He hit a pole, actually, and survived. They hit him while he was riding his bike. They had stolen a car and hit him from behind. Then they just happened to hit, because yeah. then it really backfired on them after this video had surfaced. The story, the story came out about a month prior. The news had published an article. Nobody really... Just saying an accident. Somebody died in an accident. It, there was no, no specifications, and there was no detail about how it occurred or how the the bicyclist died or, you know, it didn't state that he got hit and it was a hit and run. Those things didn't come out until the video surfaced. Well, then it stated that 
he was in a bike crash, right? Yeah. When the initial story came out. So then later on, this video comes out. Which is appalling to watch. I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's not nice. Not at all. And you hear these kids laughing. Like, oh, let's get this one. And just, they, I mean, thoroughly believing that this is a hilarious situation that they're purposely hurting somebody. Yeah, like, like this is going to bring them clout. So they hit this second gentleman who happens to be a retired police chief, right? Well, and it was just so interesting to me that when this video surfaced, everybody came out in full force. Like, no, they, these people need to be caught because it was who it was and this is not okay. And they had just rode somebody down prior to this. Like, they're like, these guys need to be charged. So then it came out that when these guys were arrested, the 16-year-old that was arrested said basically, oh, I'm only going to get a slap on the wrist because he was a juvenile. Well, now they're talking about trialing them as adults. Everybody and their mothers that were the, in these comments on social media were like, no, these guys need to be trialed as adults. This is heinous. This was yes. purpose, right? This was intent. So, yeah, I'm on board with, yeah, you try these guys as adults. After watching the video, like, that's disgusting, right. man. That was very, very upsetting. Now, not only was it the bad behavior, but to video it and be proud of what you did, that alone says you should be tried in as an adult and suffer those consequences of killing somebody. Yeah, I mean, it, it just says a lot about this generation. Yeah, how stupid is that? You got all these kids that are are committing crimes and then posting it. Like, are you, you know, and you just question that their their lack of consequence that they ha must have. Yeah. Because in your mind, I mean, common sense, whether you're a teenager or 18 or 25, you got to know, like, once you post it online, people can see it and that can be shown in court. Yeah. Like when you're doing something that is illegal and bad and you post it to a public social media platform, that is forever there. And it's proof of what you did. It's crazy that these people post this kind of dumb shit to social media and don't think it's going to come back. Exactly. It's coming from your device. I think we're saying. <laughs> and with technology today, they know where it came from, when it was taken what gps it was taking i mean you can't say like oh somebody sent it to me and i just uploaded it right no they know you were there at that place when where and at this point day and age there's so many cameras everywhere somebody will find you there they'll go to somebody's ring camera yeah. they'll go to a store and look at their surveillance cameras just don't do dumb shit yeah. and basically so let's jump on a different topic because this one happened surprisingly and i didn't expect it while i was working while I was working in town, I was taking pictures of a business, right? I was actually in the area of Mr. Mama's that I had talked about recently on the show. I was taking a picture of another business called Kase Sushi and Sake, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, my initial thought is sushi. As I'm taking the picture of the business, this guy walks out. He's like, yo, can I chat with you for a second? I'm like, he's like, Jay, how you been, dude? I ain't seen you in a while. <laughs> like, I ain't never seen you. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. Well, what's happening? He's like, it's me, James. Remember, we met up at one of the NFT meetups like months ago. And I was telling you, I was opening a business and we had our blueprints going and stuff. He's like, this is it. I'm all really. And he's like, and then he started putting it way. Well, hey, we went to Double Helix. We were there with uh, Jake and Lacey. He's like, do you remember this? I'm like, actually, yeah. Now that you're talking about it, yeah. He's like, dude, why don't you guys come by and try it out? We just opened. I'd love for you to come by. Guys, I'm not the biggest sushi, right? I've had it maybe once or twice. A little bit. I mean, California roll is pretty much all I know, right? <laughs> so 
I've had sushi with Bobby G and Justin over at um, Sushi Ichiban, which is across from El Cortez. Little place, all you can eat for like 30 bucks, right? They tried all kinds of shit, right? And again, I'm interested. I'll try anything once, right? So I tell them, all right, let me get a hold of them. We'll set up a day and we'll come back. So while I was in town, we went to go try this place. Now, again, this is Kase Sushi and Sake. It's a newer place. It's smaller, but it's omakase-style dining. Now, what this is, this is all new to me. <laughs> I love my mind being blown by stuff that I've never took part of, right? Omakase-style eating is basically you tell the chef, you choose for me. And basically, from the chef's perspective, when I asked him what it meant, he said, basically, I got you, right? <laughs> and that's all it means, basically. So I was like, are you serious, dude? He's like, yeah. He's like, so we're going to set up a series of dishes for you guys to try. You let us know when you're ready for the next one, and we keep it going, right? So we tried the seven-course meal, right? And you're thinking seven courses. That's that's not a lot, but that's not a little bit. You don't really, I didn't really know what was coming. We started off with like a seaweed salad. Your face is munched up right now. <laughs> but my mouth is drooling. The damn thing was so good. It was, I've never had anything like that. I could taste the soy sauce. It was really, really good, right? So as he's getting ready to start bringing the dishes, I'm still munching on this salad, right? We're talking, we're eating the salad. Now, Jake, Jake is, <laughs> babe, you know Jake, but if you, the listeners, don't know Jake, Jake is the skinniest guy I know <laughs> with the muscularest body and a pit that doesn't end in his stomach when it comes to food, right? So this guy is excited, right? He's like, so do we get the yeah. ten the ten uh the ten piece entree? What should we do? What do you guys think? We're like, dude, seven's probably good, don't you think? He's like, you don't want to do nine? I'm like, well, I don't even know what I'm eating, right? Yeah. We get this food, everything's done up, right? There was some tuna that I put in my mouth, babe. It dissolved. I mean, it went in like a piece of bubble gum, hit the roof of my mouth and just dissolved like hot and candy. I've never had tasted anything like this. Everything was fresh, delicious, good. I've never been a part of anything like this, right? So I'm asking a shitload of questions. Not only is Lacey helping me, but Jake, me and Lacey are doing videos of the place. And Jake's over here like, hey, whatever you guys don't finish, right? I got you, right? <laughs> Omakase, right? Omakase. I'm, I'm cracking up, right? We get to like dish number five and we're tapping out. Yeah. There's so much of these little dishes that you just keep coming. This stuff was so delicious. I told James, like, dude, I've never had anything like this. This was freaking awesome. He's like, let me introduce you to my chef. He brings the chef out. We start talking. Then the chef blew my mind. He's like, dude, if you come back here and look in my kitchen, he's all, it's just me, a counter, my staff, and a, a fridge, and basically a bunch of fish. And uh, I got one rice cooker. That's it that I use back here. That's it. He goes, I have no utensils or anything really that I use. I have to bring in big equipment. It's just a space. And I'm thinking in my mind, as somebody who's ran a restaurant, right, that is so hard to wrap my head around. Oh, yeah. And it was so cool, babe, because you could see the guy's excitement level when I told him, dude, I've never had anything like this. This guy lost it. He's like, dude, would you come back? I'm like, yeah, fucking a heartbeat, right? It was so good. I told him, like, dude, my wife, she's not the biggest sushi fan. This is why I brought some friends this time. I said, but this was really good. Like, the salad was a great way to start. They are so into their food and making sure the quality stays there that I heard Lacey ask them about when they deliver boxes, right? When their food goes in delivery boxes, because when sushi goes in a styrofoam, you can taste the styrofoam and it means the sushi. I didn't know any of this, right? And I'm like, what? And she's like, oh yeah, it's bad. Like people who 
do sushi if they send them i will never order it again i'm like really she's like yeah people who are into sushi they know this so i found that interesting just when she says that james the owner slaps down this box right in front of us right yeah. this is how he sends his uber eats doordash all his to-go orders right it's in this cardboard box that's got all these little slots and everything's in its design sectioned area i will share a picture of this up on social media because it's it's mind-blowing to me the way the attention to detail there's a spot for his sauces there's a spot for each fish roll there's a spot for the sides the green beans the or the edamame there's a section for everything in this box. That's smart. Lacey lost her mind and was like, dude, this is my new favorite place yeah. in Vegas. Like, I've never seen somebody pay attention to that much detail. And he's like, no, like, we know what, exactly what you were talking about right now. Me and my chef were laughing because we've heard this conversation multiple times. And yeah, he slapped the box down, full, ready to go and be delivered. But it had all the pieces. It looked yeah. like picturesque, perfect, yeah. right? Like, you're not gonna... It's super smart, though, because so many people order out because they want the convenience of being at home. And to know that you're going to have quality like that, they'll go back to them every time. It was not expensive. I think it was like 30 bucks or something. I mean, of course, he kept bringing us stuff and try this and you have to try the Oh, you've never been a place like this. You have to try these, right? So not only did we get extra, but the service. This little place had so many little tables around us that the chef and his team were just knocking out yeah. stuff. And I couldn't comprehend because I'm thinking, oh, you know, they're firing off dishes. No, they're doing it for water as people are sitting down strategically. All right. They finished. Their, they're halfway done with their salad. Bam. Start the next one. Right. The servers are monitoring the tables and taking it back to the chef like, hey, they're here. The restaurant owners watching, making everything smooth. But the servers are the ones communicating with the kitchen like, hey, they're just about done with these. They just knock these down. We're ready for the next course. Right. And Bam, bam, bam. They whip it up, throw it in the window, and it's done. It was really cool to see. I'm like, yeah. this is, because that's not my area, right? I'm new to all that. So, Kase Sushi and Sake. It's on Jones. You guys, if you're into sushi, I definitely recommend this. There's been a lot of other influencers like Las Vegas Phil, and a bunch of people have been there recently and reviewed the place. It's super good, and there's a reason these people praise it. When you're in town, go try them. Did I convince you to try it? Nope. Damn. <laughs> that was my goal there. I failed that one. My friends, we have so much stuff to cover that we're coming back with. We actually just talked about, like I said, so much different topics on the Patreon side with our bad experience. We talked about some very fun stories from our very first trip that we have never, ever mentioned on the yep. podcast, which was really cool. Like, wink, wink, I'll give you a hit. Somebody peed on the casino floor this trip. <laughs> and it wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me either. Yeah, but really good stories we're releasing over on the Patreon site. So another real quick thing to mention is I mentioned on the Patreon episode about two different new programs that we're using here that I am addicted to. One of them have been nonstop making shorts on this program. And another one's with podcasting and audio. Podcasters, you will want to check this one out. And Kelly, we just ran our first test with it on the Patreon episode. How good did it come out? It was so clear, zero background noise. It was amazing. You got to check this out. It's a way to ultimately eliminate any background noise, no matter where you're at, traffic, on a highway. If you're walking in the casino, it'll only focus on your voice, and it's super cool. And again, with the technology they're making nowadays, it kind of pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> so this is definitely something for you to take advantage of, especially if you're trying to make the quality a little better to your podcast. This is something you definitely need to check out. And again, Again, one of these things is totally free that you can benefit from. 
what is Patreon? It's it's basically another way for you to help support the show and everything we do here with a little give back and love. And what we do in return is give you guys extra content. Everything comes out early and we actually give you shout outs on the podcast and include your name in the videos over on YouTube. So again, it's just a way for us to give back to what you're supporting in return. So again, we appreciate you guys listening. By the way, another freaking awesome interview coming up this week. We have a comedian we're going to be chatting with who runs a show in Las Vegas and you guys are not going to be let down by this his videos are on youtube he's freaking hilarious and let me tell you guys we're gonna have a good chat with this guy get to know his background and a whole bunch more stuff coming down the road i'm super excited we appreciate you for bearing with us we've had a lot of birthdays come up recently sports are back on full swing in effect here at the house like there's a lot that has been going on we've been staying super busy and work included yep all the time so again if you guys haven't if you're newer to the show definitely go check out the vegas near me app it's totally free check it out it'll tell you everything in town where you can find anything send you the links to restaurants videos on places you name it it's all included all right my friends well that's going to wrap it up for this week we hope you enjoyed these topics if you did let us know over on social media leave us a review over on your favorite podcast platform and until next week we will chat with you soon cheers